Welcome to Your Reality Recap, powered by Superpass. And the next day, you're fired. I'm Paris. Ew. Shut up! Shut up! Prostitution whore! I don't drink. I've never been drunk. Or as I call her, cracky. Talk about a bitch slap. Hello, everybody. It's me again, Eric Curdo, a reality TV junkie and Superpass host over at RealityNation.com. Today's show is packed full of goodness. I don't even know where to start. Of course, I'll be covering last night's Survivor, but I'll also be chatting with the one and only Rob Sesternino from Survivor, Amazon, and All Stars. I'll also fill you in on some reality TV spoilers and news, as well as tell you about my special guest coming up on Tuesday's show. Hint now. Hint, hint now. Tell, hint, me, tell me now. Now. Hint now. All right, all right, multiple personalities. If you want to know, I'll give you some hints now. He um loves bacon almost as much as Apple Teenies and Death Metal. But you know, more on that on a bit. Because I also have details for you on how to win a trip to Reality Rally in California from Superpass, plus how to get your hands on some Superpass swag. But we have a lot to recap about last night's show first, so let's jump right into it. Tonight's episode of Survivor One World was, in one word, epic. It featured a survivor first and played out more like a political talk show than a reality competition. Personally, I have never been filled with so many emotions watching Survivor, but I I need to rein it in so I can fill you in before I have to just apologize on behalf of gay men everywhere. Now, the show picks up with the men heading back to camp from Tribal Council. And everyone except Mike seems okay with the fact that my secret lover slash rooster, Matt, was voted off. Oh wait, and oh my goodness, I have to show you. Oh, I can't show you. Oh, yes I can. I will put the picture in the blog post for this podcast over at yourrealityrecap.com because you just have to see it. Apparently, the tribe makes leaf sleep in a box. They didn't talk about it, but there was a good 10 seconds of Leaf being just shoved into a box to sleep, and I really think some advocacy group needs to get on that. But back to the show. The next morning, the women were gathered around camp preparing their breakfast and kind of let their wins get to their head just a wee bit. The women have had a huge turnaround. We won the last two challenges and we're not starving. I mean, really and truly between coconut, snails, and the rice, we really could probably go on for 31 more days. I mean, I could, mind over matter. I don't know, Monica. It sounds like the Lindsay Lohan diet to me if you just, if you added in vomiting, allegedly, just saying. Now, the men come over to bar the fishing net and Chelsea has a lot to say about it. Isn't that funny? I just think it's hilarious that at the beginning it was us struggling and now the boys come by wanting everything that we win in challenges. It's just crazy how much the roles have reversed in nine days. Exactly, Chelsea. Nine days. And in those nine days you won one reward challenge. And it's the first time the men have asked you guys for anything, unlike you ladies who have been all over them for stuff. So, chillax. Now, this leads us right into the rewards challenge, which is set up kind of like Hollywood Squares. If in Hollywood Squares you had to shoot coconuts with a giant slingshot at celebrities, instead of questions to make a row of five in order to win, 
either donuts, a tarp, blankets, or a pillow left over from Jeff's college dorm days. So I guess it's really not like Hollywood squares. Anyway, the women end up winning this one and taking the tarp. The men decide the only logical reason for their loss was that luck just wasn't on their side, or they didn't have enough time to learn the game, and that the women couldn't possibly have won due to any skill or talent on their end. Which, you know, I was pretty shocked to hear them be so petty and say, and I actually thought that that would be the most shocking thing that I heard all episode. But as it turns out, I was so wrong. Now, back at camp, my new love by default, Mike, reports back to Colton that Leaf, who somebody stupidly let out of the box, told Bill that the tribe was voting him out next. This turns Colton into a cross between Queen Victoria meets the Godfather. Well, a gay interpretation of the Godfather, actually, as he demands that Bill is brought to him at once. And you know what? Just when you thought Colton couldn't produce any more vile one-liners than he did last week, which, by the way, are beautifully preserved forever in last week's podcast if you missed it, well, then you have to listen to how this all plays out. I saw Leaf talking to Bill, and, like, they're in a good conversation, you know. I swear to God, it's like, it's that guy, Leaf, man. That little munchkin is about to get knocked back to Oz. Where is he? Call Leaf over here. Wow, really, Colton? A munchkin from The Wizard of Oz? That is so highly offensive. I mean, you should have at least went with... Does Santa know that you left the workshop? Did you have to borrow a reindeer to get down here? Or... He's an angry elf. At least then something you'd be saying is funny, because clearly what you're saying about Leaf is not. But, oh, by all means, keep going. Did you tell Bill that he was next? I was just trying to... I didn't, I didn't tell him. I didn't straight up tell him, oh yeah, we're voting for you, bro. What'd you say? So I'm giving you a chance right now. If you told him, tell me, and I'll try to do what I can. But yep. do, if you lie to me again, what did you tell him? I didn't even say that. We, well, what I, did you say? Okay, yes, I did. You told him. Yes, I apologize. You told him we were after him. You just pretty much told your face. It's a tight race between Leaf and Bill for who is the most wishy-washy player in this game. Bill's more sneaky, whereas Leaf is more stupid. He's turning into an annoying little Oompa Loompa. Wow, I I just, I have no idea even what to say about that, or why Leaf sits there and takes it, or why everyone is so scared of Colton. It's seriously one of the most just nonsensical things I've ever seen. And being a group of alpha males, you'd think they'd want to get rid of the gay guy, and then throw in the fact that he's acting like this, and I just don't get why you're letting him run the show. Who cares if he has an idol? Force him to use it, and then vote him out next week. But moving on, Tree Mail arrives and hints at the tribes working in teams to solve a puzzle, which makes Kat and Alicia argue a bit, because Kat says they're both not good at puzzles and Alicia thinks she's calling her stupid. The women end up squashing it and everyone heads off to the immunity challenge, which involves three different puzzles which must be solved by three different pairs of tribe members tied together. First up is Colton and Tarzan, who will be taking on Alicia and Chelsea, which you would think would result in the domination from the women. But as it turns out, Kat was right, and Alicia is stupid at 
puzzles anyway, because the men are able to basically complete the entire challenge before Team Stupid even gets past the first puzzle, which was simply matching up sticks. Oh, and did I mention that the men's completed puzzle was right next to them, which Jeff even pointed out to the ladies several times in an attempt to save the challenge, even though doing so caused Old Man Winter, I mean Tarzan, to yell, Cheater! 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 Cheating! Cheater! I'm old! Yeah, so, not surprisingly, the men won and got immunity. Alicia finds her loss for the tribe positively hilarious and starts laughing as Jeff gives the men their idol. This really upsets Sabrina back at camp as she feels like Alicia has lost her competitive fire and she begins to petition for Alicia to be voted off. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Because in a Survivor First, the men are about to do the un- You see, back at camp, after their win, Bill tries to squash the beef between him and Colton with a man-to-man chat. Which first mistake was you should have known it was a man-to-gay chat, which is completely different than a man-to-man chat. Anyway, Colton wants no part in talking to him and refuses to engage with Bill while at the same time insulting him directly to his face. Which leads me to the revelation that Colton is not here to play Survivor. He is either an actor who's created a character in order to promote himself, or he's playing to the cameras simply in hopes of getting the most airtime so that he can be asked to come back on another, let's say, all-star season. But either way, one thing is clear, he's not here to win. Listen. Hey, Colin. What? Let me talk to you for a moment. Why? I just want to squash some beef between the two of us. This handles like adults, bro. Oh my god, I don't want to talk. I just want to lay here. I don't want to think about this game. We're not going to travel council. We're not voting anyone off. I know. Yo, yeah, yeah. Listen, person to person, human to human, man to man. I don't want to hear that crap. I don't want to hear that I just crap. want to talk to you. I'm not talking to you right now. I don't want to. Listen, Bill, I don't know why you don't like me, man. Or what I've done to upset you. All I know is you have been the most wishy-washy player in this entire tribe. What am I supposed to do? Oh my god, the four of Bill, us... you're going home next, so it really doesn't matter. The four of I'm us... I'm not talking to you. The four of us went over. Bye. When I don't like someone, I don't want to see them, I don't want to talk to them, like I don't want to be around them. I don't want to be around you, period. So don't follow me. Listen. Oh my god, I swear. Listen, you little stuck-up brat, I'm telling you. Okay? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I'm gonna vote your ass out. I absolutely hate Bill. I hate his voice. I hate his jokes. He's not funny. Like, you know, I'm a stand-up comedian. Shut up. Get a real job. You are disgusting. I hate him. I want his head on a platter. I want him gone. Bill is a crazy person. I've always been able to get people to do what I want. And I want Bill gone. I'm running this entire show right now. If you can't see that, you are Helen Keller. Okay, so if you have your uh, Colton insults bingo card ready, you can put a little dot next to insulting the blind as well. Seriously, Colton, you have problems. And that said, dear listeners, on behalf of gay men everywhere, he does not represent us and... 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Really sorry. 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 Anyway, that conversation is the catalyst for one of the most mind-blowingly, and and yes, blowingly is a word, stupid moves that will go down in Survivor history. Colton actually decides that the men will go to Tribal Council instead of the girls to vote Bill out. Which is fine because Colton isn't the only one that gets a say, and surely the men aren't going to agree to this since Survivor rules state that sure, you can give up immunity as a tribe, but only if the whole tribe agrees. So, when along comes Jonas, who clearly doesn't want to be seen as a Judas, and says, I don't like that idea, but at this point, Colton's calling the shots. So, what am I going to say? No? Yes, that's exactly what you're going to say. You're going to say no. Again, why is Colton calling the shots here? No. Start saying no to Colton. You know what? Fine, Jonas. I get why you felt like maybe you had to do that. But what I don't get is why Tarzan not only agrees, but actually starts leading the charge to make the whole thing happen, except for Leaf. Which, nobody kind of really knew he was talking about Leaf. He was kind of pushing the issue. People were thinking it was for Bill, but he meant Leaf. But you know what? That's not even the worst part. Because, incredibly, the two most likely people to be voted off, Bill and Leaf, also agree to give up immunity and go to tribal council. I mean, I just don't even know what to say at this point. But you know what I do know is that things clearly can't get any worse this episode until I'm proved wrong again, because they do. The men show up at Tribal, and Jeff does a great impression of acting like he, as producer of the show, didn't know this was going to happen. Stick with hosting, Jeff, because acting ain't your thing. Anyway, he goes on to say... 24 seasons. Some 400 tribal councils never had a tribe. Oh, I got this one, Jeff. Never has a tribe been led by such an ignorant, stereotypical, horrible excuse for a gay man? No? Okay, then go on. Never had a tribe arrive at tribal council after winning immunity. Really? That's how you were closing that out? I kind of like mine better. Anyway, interesting fact, though, that you knew how many seasons and shows down to the minute that it was that this thing had never happened of before. But, you know, you didn't know because you were surprised. Anyway, go ahead and talk to Colton so we can take this to a whole nother level of crazy. So, Colt, tell me about where you come from. Alabama. I mean, I live in a town of 3,000 people. And yes, I did go to a private, like, all-white school. But I do have, like, African-American people in my life. Oh, please stop talking, Colton. Who? (laughs) My housekeeper. Oh, my God. But she's like a member of our family. Like, she's... A paid member. Yes. I mean, you know, yeah, she doesn't work for free. Why are you still talking? But I don't have a problem with Bill because of his race at all. The problem I have with Bill is I absolutely hate Bill. I hate his voice. I hate his jokes. He's not funny. You are disgusting. I hate him. I want his head on a platter. I want him gone. He's poor, pitiful me. I'm poor. Like, I don't associate with people like that in the real world. And I'm sure as hell not going to associate with people like that out here. 
This has just all ended up leaving me speechless. You know, on one hand, that Colton's country club family pays someone to be his only black friend, which makes as much sense, Colton, as somebody saying, I have gay friends, to the fact that Tarzan the entire time looked as if he was disgusted with what Colton was saying, only to finally speak up to let us know that he'll hit somebody if Jeff keeps asking Colton these questions. And you know what? Since I realized that I skate a fine line of humor mixed with information on this podcast, I just want to break away for one minute and be sincere. I just want to say that I hope you all realize a lot of what I say on here is just meant for a laugh. I try to be observational and not make it personal. But I realize sometimes I can do that, so all I can say is, after hearing everything Colton just said, I bet some of what I say seems pretty G-rated. No, no, I'm kidding. Sincerely, I am sorry if my humor has offended anyone. Thus concludes my PSA, so back to the show. All of this leads us right into the vote, which heartbreakingly leads to having Bill having his torch put out. And you know what, Bill? While you may have lost Survivor, I think you're winning at life. Because while Colton is clearly using his time on Survivor not to win, but to make a name for himself, that name has been destroyed. You, however, Bill, are so much more than just a stand-up comedian. You're also a stand-up guy who'll surely find lots of new success due to your time on Survivor and the way you handled yourself. That said, I can't think of a better way to end this recap than with the inspiring words you went out on. One day Colton will be put in a situation where he can't just not like somebody because they're not people that he's used to or that he's grown up with. He judged me because of my differences, and I accept him because of his. And that is why you are truly, truly an amazing person, Bill. Now, for those of you who don't like to know what's going to happen next week, cover your ears. The rest of us, here's what we have to look forward to. Next time on Survivor. All hail to the queen. <laughs> Colton's reign continues. So what's the plan? I could be Colton's bitch. I'll be whatever you want me to be. But a twist knocks him off his throne. Before we get to the challenge. Oh my god. I just thought beep. Yeah, I just think beep, 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 beep every time you come on the screen, Colton. So I hope this preview means that next week you'll be beeping out of here. Anyway, we really need to pick ourselves up and get out of this funk Colton has left us in because we have a lot more awesome stuff to get to. I'm going to call Rob Sesternino now, which, and I'll let you in on a little secret when I say now, I actually mean it happened earlier, so we hadn't watched this current episode of Survivor yet, just so you understand why we didn't mention it. <laughs> now, for those of you who may not know, Rob was on Survivor the Amazon as well as the first Survivor All-Stars. He has a top-rated podcast and web show as well as his own production company. He blogs for CBS and just completed running the first Miss Survivor contest on his website, Rob Has a Website. He is a real aficionado in the world of Survivor, and I was so excited to get to talk to him. So here's how it went. Uh, hello, is this Eric Curto? It is. This is Rob Sesternino. Yes, it is. How are you? I am doing great. Now, there is just so much that I want to talk to you about, and there's a lot more that I know the Superpass listeners want to know about you, so is it cool if we jump into some questions? Sounds great. Awesome. Uh, right off the bat, 
people want to know what you're up to and what's new in the world of Sester Nino. And before the call, I mentioned your live web show, podcast, Miss Survivor Contest, and CBS blog. But I'm sure the listeners would much rather hear it from you. Well, Eric, what a lot of people don't know about me is that I studied meteorology when I was in college. And ah. so I can tell you right now what is happening right now in the pop culture landscape is what we call a perfect storm of reality TV. Uh, you see the seasons of Survivor, The Celebrity Apprentice, and The Amazing Race all premiered about two weeks ago. And it's just the craziest time that I could ever remember uh, in the course of reality TV. Plus, you have American Idol and all of the, you know, all this other reality TV stuff going on right now. And I'm just doing my best to cover as much as I can over on Rob has a website. You know, we focus the most on Survivor, but we're doing our best to cover. We do a podcast on Celebrity Apprentice. We're talking about Amazing Race with Brenchel. So I'm doing the best I can to cover all of these shows. We've got a, a bunch of uh, contributing writers who are uh, writing blogs about all this stuff. And it's just a, a very crazy time, I'm sure, as you know. I do know. And your web show, which is amazing. I, I aren't you like number seven, six, five? It, yeah, it does. <laughs> it does uh, surge and go down uh, depending on when we do the show. But we do a show uh, using a, a platform called Vocal. Right. And uh, yeah, we're one of the top shows on Vocal. And we do a streaming show where people are able to ask us questions live on video. And it's fun. I, I really feel like uh, the interactivity is the most fun thing about uh, doing these podcasts, because if it wasn't for that, you know, uh, we would have so much less fun just talking about this stuff. Exactly. And you have a huge, huge fan base. So it is. Well, thank you very much, Eric. I really feel like the thing that's fun about reality TV is that you go to work the next day if that if you're in that situation and you talk about what happened on the shows uh, with your friends. And that I think that was what really caught on about Survivor and American Idol in the beginning. And now as you know, uh, the stuff people are watching or doing at night has splintered even more. You know, there may not be somebody in your office or in your social group of friends that also watches Survivor. And I think what we do is what I like the podcast and everything to be is a place where you can come and talk to not just us, but with other people who are also watching the same shows that you are. Right. And the dynamic between you and Nicole makes it all the more <laughs> interesting <laughs> and hysterical. Interesting is probably a good word. Yeah, we don't always see eye to eye about these shows. And I guess that, that is part of the fun. It is. It is. That's what makes it great. Well, considering that I'm talking to a Survivor All-Star and on your first season, you played men versus women. I need to get your opinion on a few aspects of this season of Survivor. Sure. So I'll just fire away some questions and you can go into as much depth as you want. Uh, do you like that both tribes are living together? And do you think that it would have helped your gameplay if it was that way on your season? It's interesting. I feel like I like both tribes living together. I think that's a very interesting twist for the show. But I wonder if it might have even been more interesting had it not been men versus women. I think the fact that it's the men versus the women, you're just so divided. Like it feels like more so than if just one team was wearing red buffs and the other team was wearing blue buffs. It's like really it's like, OK, it's, you know, because a lot of times we are divided into men versus women and there's a whole men versus women, you know, subtext to a lot of things in culture. So, uh, you know, it really feels divided. So it, you're not just crossing a tribal 
divide. You're also crossing the gender divide to go and work with the women. So I think it might have been more uh, probably incestuous is the wrong word. Right. But uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Like I think there would be more intermingling had it not been men versus women with the two tribes living on one beach. And as for my own game, it probably would have gotten me in trouble to have the women on the same beach just because I don't think I would have been able to resist the temptation not to go over and flirt with the women, but just being so excited to be on Survivor, I don't think I would have been able to resist the urge to go and talk to the other people who were also playing Survivor. I mean, there was so much curiosity when I played of what, oh, what, you know, especially because it was also men versus women. Of, oh, what do the women think of us? What are they saying? What are they doing? And I don't think I would have been able to, uh, you know, be able to go and not interact with them. Right. Are you happy that Redemption Island is gone? Yeah, I am happy that Redemption Island is gone, only because uh, I just don't think it panned out. I think that there wasn't really a good return on the investment that we spent every week with the amount of time we put into Redemption Island. So you figure every single show had a good, you know, eight to ten minutes of the 42 minutes in the hour that was spent on Redemption Island. And ultimately, it turned out to be something that just was not a big part of the story at all. I mean, what was the, in two seasons of Redemption Island, what was the greatest moment that came out of Redemption Island? Was it Cochran almost beating Ozzy? I mean, there just was nothing that happened on Redemption Island that really was uh, interesting as far as the long-term storytelling of the show. And also nobody that ever returned from Redemption Island ever had any impact in the game. I guess the best you could say was when Ozzy sent himself to Redemption Island and knocked off Christine last season. But still, uh, it just, you know, turned out to be something that didn't have to didn't really have a long term effect in the game. Ozzy came back and still got voted back out a week later. Right. Well, now, more importantly, what I need to know is what are your thoughts on Colton? Well, I think Colton has been really great for Survivor the show, but I don't know if Colton is playing a game that is winnable. Like, it's just not a game that is going to help him, I feel like, when it comes time to uh, stand in front of a jury. I mean, he's just like all over the place. He's talking about he wants to vote out five people. He hates this person. You know, he hates Bill. He hates Matt. He hates all these people. And you just can't win a Survivor game when you're playing like that. He's like, uh, you know, a tornado just spinning through the game. And yeah, he's causing a lot of damage. He's knocking people off the board. But it's, you know, you want to be able, like Survivor is a game where you have to figure out how do I get to the end but not have everybody hate me. And he's figuring out a ways to get to the end, but he's not doing it in a way that a jury will say, you know, Colton, you were the, the best player this season. Right. And it's surprising since he claims to be a pretty big fan of the show. So I don't know why he's playing it the way he is. I don't know. He seems I mean, he just seems to have a lot of animosity towards the other survivor players and i'm not necessarily sure what they're doing to annoy him so much but he does seem to have a very short temper with some of these other players yeah he is fitting into a mold and a stereotype and playing it up (laughs) i guess so i mean he's going to be good television i mean there's no doubt about that that he's going to do things and he's going to say things that are going to be controversial but it's just not the way that you win this game correct i don't 
uh, I don't get it. I don't get his gameplay. I'm not really a huge fan, but everybody everybody seems to either love him or hate him. So, but if really... you're playing the kind of game where if you're if what you're doing that is I want to go on Survivor and I want to get the most airtime and I want to be the star of the show and I want to come back for the All Stars and I don't really care if I win the game, then he's doing a great job. So he's doing the Cochrane. <laughs> yeah. Man, when man. when Survivor season uh you know 28 is Cochrane versus Colton, right. uh, it'll be one confusing. Uh <laughs> yep. it's kind of a tongue twister, but uh, it will uh you know that's sort of, you know, uh where we're headed. It does seem that way. So then who do you think is playing the best game so far? It's hard to say um you know, because we've had such a small sample size and there's nobody that it's like uh, is playing a great game. But one guy that I thought had a good week was Troy Zan. I thought that he stood out to me as somebody that uh, I know I thought he was going to be more of an eccentric coming into the season. But I just he seems very even tempered so far. I liked uh, what went on with um in, in the group of misfits or the average Joes, like Colton was like, I got to get rid of Bill. Bill's so annoying. And Troy Zim's like, no, 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 no. Matt is the guy. You got to cut the head off the snake. And he was able to convince that group of people to go along with what he wanted. And at the same time, he was the guy that Matt came to and said, hey, look, you got to vote with me. You got to vote. Let's let's vote Colton out of the game. And I thought he handled that well in that. No way, buddy. Your ass is going home. Like right. He was sort of like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like a like a good idea. We should. Uh, I'm okay. I'm I'm open to that. And I think that you know you never want to tell anybody no on Survivor. Everything is always some degree of yeah. Okay. All right. I could see that. Right. <laughs> you know because you, then you want you want to make enemies. If um, so, I, I liked what Troy Zan did. Well, you probably already answered it. So. Do you think that that might be your pick to win or is it somebody else who then you would say is your pick to win? Well, coming into this game, I thought that Bill was my pick to win. Just looking at the previews and I'd like to back off that. I'm very, very much uh, (laughs) like to have that pick back at this point. Well, go ahead. After seeing Bill's performance uh, this week. I don't know. I kind of feel like uh, one of the women is... uh, gonna make a a good run at this i had been feeling very good about kim and chelsea and i thought that they were both uh strong contenders i really liked them in the second episode but then chelsea did seem a little whiny uh this episode with the rain and everything but i think she's also another person to watch out for definitely i i i agree i'm thinking i'm honestly thinking troy zan and i wanted to like bill as well Mm -hmm. being a comedian him being a comedian but he's not really Hasn't been that funny. Yeah. Hasn't been that funny, no. And another guy that I think is uh, looking good is, uh, I think Jonas is also somebody who's who's been, uh, you know, solid so far in that, in sort of like the Sandra way of, you know, he's going going with the flow. He, you know, he's not hurting them in the challenges. You know, he looks like, uh, you know, he could be right there in the mix. And uh, Leaf, I don't know if he ever talks, yeah. But uh, can you believe that there's been such little emphasis on Leaf through three episodes? I mean, you would have thought like when Sharla was on The Amazing Race uh, that there could not they could not get enough Sharla on screen. Now, right. maybe it's because she was more of a character 
But uh, you would think that it just seems, seems like that would just be nonstop of Leaf, and he's hardly been on the show. Yeah, that's making me think he's probably not going very far. <laughs> he's like pur- Purple Leaf. Purple Leaf. Well, being a production guy myself, I was wondering if you had any sort of, you know, behind the scenes secrets that you can fill us in on or what it's like preparing for a tribal council or a challenge. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of logistics of the television show that have to happen. I mean, it's not like you just know where to go and it's just you and Jeff Probst. Of course, you know, there's camera people and there's microphones and there's people that put the challenges together. And, you know, and there's like, you know, between 100 and 200 people that, you know, their job is to put on the show. And I don't think that, you know, that's that's any secret. I mean, I don't think that there's anything that happens that's too interesting or you'd be too surprised uh, to know you get you get to the challenge. You, uh, you know, it's you wait for you know, everything to be ready. I mean, there's a lot of waiting at times, but, you know, there's just no, they have have rules where there's no talking, where it's just like, while if there's any, ever any time of getting the cameras ready or anything like that, you know, the producers are very uh, adamant that there's just no talking and no, de- you know, you're not allowed to talk when the, when the cameras aren't rolling. So it's almost like you're a lot of like suspended animation of you're just standing there waiting for them to get everything ready. And then, once that once the cameras are rolling, you know, action resumes and, and then uh, you have your challenges. There needs to be a show about the behind the scenes of shows like Survivor and Big Brother. Not so yeah, much Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, any of those shows. It's I mean, it's a huge operation. And, and what happens on camera is only part of it. You know, there's a lot of people who work, you know, very long hours to bring these shows to you. And, um, you know, it's it's it is fascinating. It is. Well, I know that we need to wrap it up, but I have one more topic we need to get to the bottom of and (laughs) two quick fan questions if you're good on time. Sure. All right. So, you know, that here at Super Pass, we love us some Brenchel. That's true. It's true. But I've been hearing lately that you guys are having a little feud. Yes. So I don't know if you're going to the reality rally, but I was thinking maybe you guys should have a little Team Sesternino versus Team Brenchel to settle it all if you guys are going. Yeah, we are going to the reality rally, and um, we will, you know, we are we are up to the challenge. I will be competing. Uh, the we have a a team of interns that work on Rob as a podcast, and I will be uh, racing in the reality rally with a team of our interns, and uh, we are up to the challenge of any team, not just Brendan and Rachel. I am looking forward to seeing it. Yes. And, me, and, and I'm super pass is going to be covering it. So it'll definitely be uh, interesting. Will you be there? I believe I will be there. So okay. it should All be right. interesting. We'll have to grab a drink. Yes, we will. Yeah. All right. Two quick fan questions for you. How annoying is it being confused for Boston Rob? And that's from Chris Dielkins. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't find it particularly annoying to be confused with Boston Rob. I find it to be pretty humorous and I get the most out of it because um, if anyone ever mistakes me for for Boston Rob, either in person or on Twitter or or on Facebook, I just go along with it. And so, uh, you know, I've been asked, uh, hey, uh, on Twitter, you know, Boston Rob, what are you doing tonight? And uh, I'll say something along the lines of, uh, oh, you know, I'm just going to 
hey, you know, I'm just going to another Justin Bieber concert. I've got the Bieber fever. Uh, or, uh, you know, I might say if somebody asked me, how's Amber doing? I was like, oh, it's, you know, very tough times right now. Thinking of getting a divorce. Uh, she's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's very, very difficult. So I do have fun with it. <laughs> probably more than I should. Has he ever said anything to you about it? Has he ever seen any of that and commented on it? Uh, not to my knowledge. Ah, he's he's busy doing his other shows. Busy doing his uh, his other shows, and no, nobody's ever run into like, oh my god, Boston Rob, I ran into you, and uh, you told me you that <laughs> you were getting divorced. Right. That I, I was I remember that you were saying when you were doing your CBS blog, didn't it even have your picture in the blog and people yes. were still commenting under your posts for CBS as yes. if you were Boston Rock? Well, I write uh, a blog that's on uh, CBS.com on the Survivor homepage uh, called the Immunity Blog. And yes, there, there is not a picture of me, but there used to be a picture that when they first started the first yeah. couple seasons, there was a picture of me. Right. But uh, it, it, whether there's a picture of me or not, there it does not cut down on the confusion of whether I'm writing the blog or Boston Rob was writing the blog. Yeah. And well, uh, and the first, the very first week that somebody that we started doing it, somebody was able to uh, help everybody else out by pointing out, you guys, this is not Boston Rob writing this blog. This is the Rob that sucks. <laughs> right. And you have adopted it and embraced that title. I, I have embraced uh, being the Rob that sucks because I think that's very, uh, very appropriate of uh, the show that we do. And uh <laughs> And, uh, yeah, the the attitude or, uh, you know, I, I don't think I will ever not be in Boston Rob's shadow when it comes to uh, the survivor perspective. So uh, that I could either embrace that or, uh, you know, or run from it. And I just don't see much fun in running from it. Well, I think we need some sort of a Facebook page about getting you back on Survivor, because I think if you made it back on, you would surpass him because he's just kind of, you know, dumbish. Well, I, <laughs> I don't want to say, I mean, in fairness to Boston, Rob, he is he is one of the all time great Survivor players. It sure. just so happened I happened to have the same name as him. <laughs> it was an unfortunate circumstance. Uh, had I, my name been Joe, uh, all of Survivor history might be very different right now. Right. Well, I don't know. I, I still say I'm putting my bid in for you on some sort of an all-star season. Well, just to update what you are asking for, somebody did post on my wall today a petition to really? get me back onto Survivor, uh, but I don't believe anyone else had signed it. So, so <laughs> well, well, count me as number two and super pass listeners get on that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's like getting Betty White on to host Saturday Night Live. But yeah, I did get someone did start a petition, but I don't believe anybody signed it. All right. I'm going to have to look into that and I will put a link in the show notes if I find it. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Last question. It's from Lifesaver Flowin. He says, tell us something that we wouldn't know about one of your fellow all star cast members. Um, uh, just to update that earlier item, actually 10 people have signed the petition ah. to get Rob back on Survivor. So uh, it is going in the right direction. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, something that uh, you wouldn't know about uh, the uh, one of the other Survivor All-Stars. Hmm. Um, well, 
uh, you really uh, put me on the spot here. Um, I would I would have to say that. Um, hmm. <laughs> I don't have I don't have anything that's uh, that's too good. Uh, I mean, I, I loved uh, being in, in a tribe with uh, Sue Hawk and Big Tom. They were uh, they were so much fun to uh, play Survivor with. And, you know, that was, you know, sort of the good and the bad of Survivor All-Stars for me was I was such a big Survivor fan. Right. And I had played in, the you know, basically the last season before we went to go film Survivor uh, All-Stars. You know, our season had just ended. And then and then four or five months later, we were playing the All-Stars. And I was just, you know, six months before, I was just a guy who loved Survivor. And all of a sudden, I'm at, like, Survivor Fantasy Camp with Sue Hawk and Big Tom and, and, you know, Boston Rob was somebody that I, you know, I had really uh, admired from right. his season. And um, so it, it was just uh, really good. But I, I think I, um, my super fan-ness uh, definitely uh, rubbed people the wrong way. There's only so many times a day I could talk to S- Sue Hawk <laughs> and ask her to uh, talk about uh, her give her speech, yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, I mean that has really gotten lost. I feel like in Survivor history, nobody ever talks about that anymore. Oh, but, that's uh, it's funny that, that you it's funny that you would mention that because in the last Survivor podcast that we did, we had Sue's speech in there. Oh, good. Uh, I love it. I love it. At one point, I had the whole thing memorized. I know. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> I can't, you know, I haven't attempted the Sue Hawk impression in so long, but I love, I, I really, really uh, loved my time with Sue Hawk and Big Tom. And, um, you know, I really also loved uh, after I got voted out that I spent about uh, three and a half weeks with Rudy, which was also uh, the, the highlight of that whole experience for me. Really? Did he have anything yeah. good to say about Elizabeth? Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't think that she had gone or, or maybe she just started doing uh, The View. Uh, but, you know, I don't really know if Rudy knew who Elizabeth was. I mean, he like uh, he kind of knew who the people were in his own tribe and the people from Survivor <laughs> One. But he, you know, he would ask me like, you know, I don't think he knew who uh, like people like Sheehan were or, or right. Jenna Moran. Or I don't think he really knew who I was uh, other than, uh, you know, knowing him. From uh, I met him one time before that when they introduced all the Survivor people, but he would just you know have all these great stories from the first Survivor and uh, a lot to say about the people that were on his tribe. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. He was not a big fan of uh, of Jerry or Jenna Lewis. Well, not many people were a fan of Jerry. <laughs> well. I want to thank you so much, Rob, for taking time out to be on the podcast and filling us all in on what's going on with you. And um, be sure to give our love to Nicole. Yeah, I will. (laughs) Yeah, Eric, thank you. Thank you. You do a a great job. I know you work tirelessly uh, on on producing all these shows. And I know you're always working on something. And uh, I mean watching all your graphics from the summer uh, with, with all the big brother, uh, you, you do a uh, really a tremendous job. And I think uh, uh, I can't wait to see more. Well, thank you very much, Rob. Yeah. All right. Well, I will um, be talking to you soon then. All right. Well, take care. All right. Bye-bye.
What an awesome guy. Rob, thank you again so much, but let's just stop, you know. You never really know, like, when you're supposed to stop thanking the other person, because then it's like, thank you, no thank you, no thank you. Anyway, I apologize for the audio there at the end. It got a little wonky for some reason, and I will make sure that that never happens again. Now, before we close out the podcast with some news, spoilers, and swag giveaways, I need to quickly tell you about the VIP trip Reality Nation is giving away right now for you and to friends. I think that is a worthy delay. So if you guys head over to Reality Nation's Facebook page, you can enter their contest to win a VIP trip to Reality Rally in Temecula, California. You'll not only get airfare and hotel, but also VIP access as well as, and most importantly, the ability to hang out with reality stars. Also, if you want even more exclusive Survivor content, you need to be sure to sign up for Super Pass, where you can watch Tribal Talk, a weekly live call-in show hosted by Spicy Pants, Cochran, and Michaela each week. And, you know, they have a Pass Survivor on, and you get to be involved in the show with calling in and tweeting. And there's also other great shows like Reality Roundtable, which is a live show discussing what's happening this week in reality TV that you can call into and tweet, as well as a day in the life of another great amazing show featuring past bb house guests and filling you in on what they've been up to bb meaning big brother of course plus just don't even get me started on all the archive shows exclusive content and free music downloads you get more but i'm not even i'm not even going there i know i know i know you guys all know it already the bottom line is nobody else is bringing you this close to your favorite reality stars so if you want to sign up for super pass and i think you should I'll put the link in the show notes, or you can click on the banner over at yourrealityrecap.com. But don't do that just yet, because before we wrap things up, I have some good gossip and spoilers for you. First up is who was eliminated from RuPaul's Drag Race this week. So if you don't want to hear, get ready to mute, because this week's person's voted off was London, Paris, Milan... Sorry, see you go, girl. But you know what? The best two lines of the episode were from Jiggly Caliente when she called Sharon Needles a spooky drag queen. And when Willem, which is really William, but he says it Willem, said that the hardest part of doing the challenge was not letting people know that he's going to win. Just love him and other people should be using that line on reality TV. In other news, Tamra Barney of The Real Housewives of the O.C. is reportedly engaged to her boyfriend Eddie from the show now, so don't believe what you're seeing currently. Jessica Simpson and her fiancé, Eric Johnson, are expecting a baby girl, and The Bachelor's ending will be very different than what viewers expect. Also, speaking of The Bachelor, Tim Tebow, all you sports fans, says that he's definitely not appearing on The Bachelor. And Snooki was photographed wearing an apparent engagement ring in public, and nobody cares. Or if you do, I don't know why you do. Anyway, if you guys want more info on any of these stories, then be sure to head over to realitynation.com for all your reality TV needs, like news and gossip and blogs and spoilers. But you know what? I think the most exciting piece of news that I can share with you right now is that on Tuesday's podcast, I'll be chatting with... Adam from Big Brother. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! So, if you guys have any questions for him, you can post them over in the comment section at Reality Nation on my website, yourrealityrecap.com, 
or tweet me at Reality Recaps. We'll be discussing how he thinks Brenchel's doing on Survivor, what's new in his post-Big Brother life, and how often he still dresses up as an elf. Plus a whole bunch more, so you don't want to miss it. Now, that about wraps up the show for this week, but be sure to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes because the next show will be out Monday covering this weekend's Amazing Race and Celebrity Apprentice. Plus, you can go back and listen to the other podcasts once you subscribe in iTunes. And remember, this podcast is being made for all of you, so I want your input. I'll be covering The Amazing Race and Survivor each week all season long, but I want to know what else you want me to cover as well. So be sure to leave your comments and suggestions for the show over in the post for the show at Reality Nation, my website, Your Reality Recap, or tweet me at Reality Recaps. Oh, and and don't forget to send me your questions for Adam, which I just told you 20 seconds ago, because each show, I'm going to be picking the best comment, suggestion, or question to win some Super Pass swag. And your question or comment could even make it on the show, like the two that did today for the Rob Sesternino interview, and congratulations to you two guys for winning your Super Pass swag. The rest of you have lots of contests to enter, links to click, videos to watch, and comments to write. So head over to my blog to get all this info from the show in the show notes, and I'll meet you guys back here in a few days. Bye for now. Bill is a crazy person. 